0: You are listening to the Anstey in America podcast on MX Vice.
1: Welcome to episode number two of the Anstey in America podcast. This thing was so amazingly popular first time around that we're back for episode two. It's incredible. And it's easier this time. It's not as much of a pain in the ass for me because the man, the star, the star of the show, the star is um, actually in England. So I don't have to stay up until 3 a.m. to do this. How's it, how's it going, Max? How's, how's life in England?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's it, um, it's all right. It's just very cold. And we left uh, we left we literally flew back from Salt Lake City on Sunday. Um, sorted out gear bags, and all this stuff. Flew on Monday, and it was when we left the house in Marietta, it was 28 degrees. It was lovely. We landed back here, and it's literally not stopped ha- hailing or raining. Literally the whole time. So we've I've barely been outside. We're, we're I'm quarantining. Um, we, we've yeah we basically we've flown back um, because we we haven't we haven't been back for over over a year now. And we had this three or four week break before our bus started. And and um, we wanted to get our dogs. Basically we haven't yeah we haven't seen our, our dogs and they've been with Millie's mum for yeah for the last over a year, and, and now we've got the opportunity to come back. We were like, right, we're going to go back and, and get the dogs. But we've, we've got a quarantine at Millie's mum's house, and we've just done our COVID test today, and we've got to do another one in a couple of days, and then we can fly back. But it, it's a bit weird because you can't really go anywhere to see anyone. I'm kind of just stuck in – I mean, I'm lucky. I've got a rowing machine and a ski urge and a bicycle and everything here, so I can actually train. But, but yeah, like the whole year in America – getting on planes, doing, you know, going to all the races, okay, everyone's been wearing a mask, but like, you, literally everyone's ramming around, they're all close to each other, we're going to restaurants, we're doing everything, fly back to England, it's like the whole world stopped. it's, um, yeah, it's crazy, but no, it's nice to have a week of just chilling and seeing family and everyone, and then we'll get back to America on uh, Tuesday next week and get ready for pile-up. So it's going to be a bit of a, little change around, but I'm looking forward to it.
1: I'm actually surprised that more people haven't like, because you know, like people see stuff on Instagram and then they lose their minds. I'm surprised more people haven't seen that you're in England and then been like, oh my God, Max is doing GPs or oh, he's split from hair, or oh,
0: he's back, he's (laughs) back, he's back. Like no one's done that. I'm surprised. (laughs) Well, I haven't actually put any pictures up on Instagram on like my story really because I haven't got any decent ones (laughs) Um, because yeah, like Millie's been putting pictures up of us with the dogs, but then I think because I haven't put any up, but maybe I will. Maybe I will in the next, um, in the next few days. Um, yeah, I'll put some up and then we'll see what, see what comes in. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's all right. We're only back here for seven days. So, so we'll be back to America.
1: And um, the idea is that, uh, amazingly, your dogs get to live my dream because your dogs are moving to America. So I have to actually now yeah. be jealous of dogs, which is great. That's really a <laughs> great place for me to be. But you're actually taking no. them back with you.
0: Yeah, well, they're, they're basically children. So. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. Know, I shouldn't
1: have called but... them dogs. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so disrespectful um, of me.
0: Yeah, well, um, of course. You have to call him by his full name as well. I'm the fastest family. <laughs> Bartholomew, Gareth, Piano, Percival, Antti, and Mimi. Uh, and then there's Mimi, his sister, Mimi, Gigi, <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's their, their full name. Uh, but, but yeah, no, they're um, they're coming up. We, it's been a mission because we've, we've obviously not been able to travel back and it's been really hard for both of us, but for Millie, I, you know, more so because the, I mean, the dogs are, are what I like, but especially hers, you know, she's, she's literally, you know, I mean, we've had We've always been with them in Belgium, in in wherever, and, and it's been tough because this last year we, I mean, it's been a test of the old relationship because we're um, just together. It's like very quiet in the house. It's just me and Millie. It's, we've we've always had, um, we've always had Mo Mimi around for the last you know, four years or whatever in in Belgium, in in England, wherever we've been. Um, so no, it's nice. We've finally been able to do that. Um, Millie's able to fly. And, and we've got the time to be able to do it. And we figured if we do it now, then then you know after outdoors, we don't know what's happening. Whether we're going to be getting ready for Monster Cup or 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 what. And there's never that much time. So we were like, right, normally you know normally from Supercross to Outdoors in America, there's only one week off. But we've got a month off, and I I feel you know pretty good, and everything everything went well the last few rounds of Supercross. So I was like, right, I can have a week now of just training and not riding, and uh, come back. We can get the dogs, and then we can head back to America and yeah, be be a family again.
1: <laughs> oh, it sounds so nice <laughs> when you put it like that. Um,
0: yeah, I want to talk about so like Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> I watched Lilo and Stitch the other day, and they um, go, "Oh, Hannah, you know nobody gets left behind," and and um, you know, <laughs> the, you know they did get left behind. So you know, I was, yeah. You know, we'll be, we'll be all back together
1: soon. <laughs> that's, 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 that's very nice to hear. I'm sure we could, we could probably stop this now because that's all anyone really cared about and wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, that's the most important thing. <laughs> um, I want to talk to you
1: about outdoor testing and practice and all of that. But yep. I think before we get there, we should probably go back to like the supercrosses that have happened since the first episode of this podcast. We'll just get a little bit of those in. So Atlanta. Where did we end? Arlington three. Well, we did it just after Arlington Free, which actually was at that time was your best result, and now we're doing this after Salt Lake two, which is your new best result. So the timing's oh. quite good. Um, yeah. But yeah, Atlanta was obviously Atlanta actually was going to be really good for you until you got torpedoed by Vince Freeze. Like you're now part of that. Yeah, club. I got, I got Freeze. Yeah, you did. You can. Did you collect like your certificate and your badge of honor and stuff,
0: <laughs> like your your code to get into the club? Um, well, we were actually we were actually both in the um, Asterix medical thing together, and um, I mean he went down really hard, as, like he went down harder almost to me. Well, he hasn't raced since. Ended, so... <laughs> no, I know, I know, and he he was obviously like oh, did mean happen. It just you know shit happens. It's, it's racing. It's the, sometimes. That, that happened. But geez, yeah it, was, um, yeah, it was a bit out of the blue and it was a big one, definitely yeah, for him as well. But no, we, we went there and, and Atlanta was, was again, uh, a very cool track and cool place. But that race, I really felt like um, first one, Atlanta one, because it was a day race, like they, they did, I mean, it rained a little bit, so they, they canceled. The track viewing was supposed to be at 6.15 in the morning. So it would have been dark for track viewing and then have had the lights on. But then the whole day was going to be in the race. Uh, it, uh, the whole race was going to be in the day. So it was, uh, well, I think it was like a 5.30, 5.30 or something main event, which for me actually felt a lot better. Like I was like, oh, okay, this is a bit more normal. Because I don't know why, but throwing, you know, throwing it in the dark, when you raced in the dark, just because I may be not as used to it as the Americans does feel strange. Like, it feels like I should be in bed. Um, but I was really, really happy fast-forwarding, moving. I, I worked on that as much as I could. And then by Salt Lake City 2, that was the latest race we've done, which was 10.30 p.m. main. Um, 10.30, the race goes out. And I actually got my best result, and I felt solid then. Like, I felt like I was you felt you know, racing the whole time. Yeah, I felt awake and I felt normal. I, I, know, I know it's a weird thing to say, but it kind of is like that. Um, but but no, Atlanta was was all going well. And obviously it was wet. And yeah, there was those, I, everyone keeps talking to me, even when I came back here. Everyone's like, oh, we thought you were going to land on um, those guys when like I did that jump and Ricky Carmichael went crazy on the TV. And I was like, yeah, the angle on the TV made it look worse than, um, than what it was in real life. I just came out of the turn and thought, Oh, okay, I'll jump it. Those guys are not jumping in. When I was in the air, I didn't actually realize there was a third person. I thought there was just two. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was fine. That was, that was all all right. And then, yeah, I crashed in that one. So then it, it just was down to recovery again um, on the few days that I had off. Um, and then Atlanta 2 and Atlanta 3 went well. I think it was the third one where the whoops were just like absolutely like gnarly. Like it yeah. was like a 20 pack of whoops. And it it was just insane. Like I mean, they yeah, I I've never seen whoops like that in my life and I don't get to practice on whoops like that because I mean I don't know if many people do, but it's yeah, you know, the practice tracks that I get to train on were not similar to that. So they were um, they were tough. But I was pleased that I, I I kept everything solid and I rode as you know, as well as I could and, and made improvements and then yeah, got out of there and um, moved on to Salt Lake. And Salt Lake, I was a little bit skeptical of because um, Salt Lake, obviously, we're at altitude. But I figured, like, the bike's already as, like, sharp as we can get it, if you kind of... Like, we've kind of got the, you know, the lightest flywheel, and and we've kind of got all of that stuff already. And I was like, we couldn't really go any higher with the rear sprocket either, because I was like, you're running a pretty big one. And then I was like, I, I don't know like what else we're going to do. But in the end, we, I got press day and, um, and we were able to do a little bit of work with the mapping, and, and the bike actually ended up being, being good. I was, I was, I was happy with it. It wasn't, um, you know, okay. It feels, it felt slow compared to being down at normal sea level, but I think everyone's bikes obviously do feel a bit slow, but no, I was happy and I was happy with the last race. The last race was definitely, um, you know, each time out, I was getting better and better and better. And it, it's annoying that I missed the first seven because I do feel like I'm midway through, and I feel like I'm just getting warmed up now because I uh, I'm starting to get racy. You know, I was I was hanging on to Dean in that main event like literally the whole time. I was fighting on as hard as I could, and and I got to literally the last few laps, and I started making a few mistakes. And the, the mistakes come to me in the woods is where I I have to either back it down or I feel like I'm going to crash because I'm, I'm kind of not, I'm not breathing through them. I'm, I'm quite, I'm probably using more energy than what I should be just because I'm not used to it. It's something that I do need to work on in the off season. So it's, um, but I, I was pleased. I was actually fast in the whoops in the heat race. And I was fast in the whoops in the main. Maybe not Chase Sexton fast, but I was, I was there. I was there. I was like, I was hanging on. It's just I got to the end of the race and I have to make a decision of okay I start clipping a couple of things I'm like all right I need to just be solid now get my laps in and um, and learn instead of stepping over that line and um, and ending up on the floor because that was you know ultimately the end goal it was get my laps in and learn and um, try not to do anything too too stupid in the Supercross um, but no I was I was happy I was happy with the progress that I made. Um, I was happy with, uh, the way that we, we ended the season. Yeah, I would like to actually have more Supercross races because I feel like I'm, I'm getting, getting into it. And even, even in between the week of Salt Lake, the Salt Lake 1 and Salt Lake 2, that was the first week that I got to ride on the Suzuki test track. and um, Larry Brooks, he runs a 250 Suzuki team. He's got a, he had a test track in Corona where all of the test tracks are. And, um, I wasn't allowed to ride there all year for some reason. <laughs> But then the last week, I got to go there for two days and actually really, really helped me because I got to section the week. So I got to really work on, oh, is that my earpods again? I got to work on um, bits that, oh my God, they are. And literally, how long have I, my earpods they are at 10%? Um, well, we'll, just, yeah, we'll keep trucking
1: yeah. on. We'll keep trucking on.
0: Yeah. And it, if it cuts out, I'll just do it on speaker. It'll be fine. Um but no, I I, I honestly, um, I was pleased with the progress that we made. I, I had a good week in between where I felt like I got some solid work done. That that's been that's been one of the hardest things is is the, the tracks that I get that I train on are not like the tracks. So it's tough. When I get to the main event and the whoops are just rutted out and bumpy and gnarly, it's not it's not the same as when I go practicing. When I go practicing all the tracks are really easy and mellow and like and, and smooth, whereas the whoops in the main event are literally like a bomb's gone off in them. But they've got ruts in them, and they're going everywhere. And they've got like pickers and like square edges and cups, and it's just a straight like GoPros. And and watching the race on TV does not do it justice. Like the whoops when you go into them, they're scary. <laughs> and uh, I was pleased. I was pleased with the way that I handled it because I, I do think. It, it would have been easy to um, be upside down but I'm I'm pretty sure by the end of the season I'm, I'm a solid whoop guy I'm going to be the fastest right now but I'm a very solid whoop guy and I do feel like going into next year I can really uh, start stepping up with that because I know where I need to work on and I know you know I, I, I now have all my notes from the races and I can I know the feeling of everything so I can take that into after outdoors perfecting all that sort of stuff so I can be a lot more competitive next year and be, you know, mixing it up in sub-top 10, you know, consistently. And that's what we, you know, what we want to do.
1: I, um, I forgot about the Suzuki Test Track thing. So, last, on the last podcast, we were talking about how you only have like uh, Lake Elsinore, uh, State Fair, those sort of yeah. places to ride unless you go up to Madeira, which is um, yeah. arse sender nowhere for people who are wondering. Yeah. So, this... This track, in Corona, where all of the Supercross tracks are, where HRC track is, where Yamaha's track is, where everything is, Suzuki sold their track to Honda, I think, uh, like two years ago. But Suzuki still have a track there, but it's just for the 250 guys. Something like that, right?
0: Yeah, no. So the old Suzuki track, the one on top of the hill, if anyone knows, is uh, that's Ken Rockson's track. So Ken Rockson bought it, and that's his own private track, I, I'm guessing. Um, so he... Or rent it or whatever. So he, he had like, he had two Honda tracks. He had his own, the Honda track, and then he had his own track, basically, which he walked with. Um, but the old Husky track. Um, which is like down the bottom, Husky isn't it? Track, down the bottom, not the gas gas ones, right next to the gas gas one. The old Husky track became the Bar X Suzuki track um, throughout the year. Here. Uh, so yeah, that's Larry Brooks who runs that team had that track. Um, but for some reason, yeah, they they weren't, you know, keen on uh, Suzuki sharing. It, was, it wasn't like, oh, we're all on Suzuki's. let's go and ride the Suzuki track. It was it was like, no, his guys ride on it and that was it. I did ask quite a lot of times about the year. But, um, but I finally got on it the last week and I made some improvements. So I'm happy with that. I got to do some proper starts because all the local practice tracks don't have decent grills or it's not even... The grill because you can take your own grill, but it's the the dirt after the gate and the rut after the gate. So I got to work on that. I got to work on my whoop um, and a little bit of sectioning on some stuff that I felt like I actually needed to to you know improve on because um, when you go to the local track, you basically can just do laps or or it's busy or it's not it's not yeah. But anyway, I was, I was pleased with that, so I'm definitely yeah uh, yeah making progress.
1: I'm guessing um if you could have ridden there all year, then you're thinking that like that would have brought you on a lot quicker and maybe even further than you got. Like if you'd been able to go there since November last year, that would have been like a godsend.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, I definitely feel like, um, yeah, having, having some, yeah, you, you do, you need it. You know, you can't it's like, it's like training, it's like training at a local British track and then going to race along GP. It's just not, like It's not going to work, especially when I'm racing against the, the, the people that I want to race against or the people that I am racing against. Are Everyone inside the top 10, 12 is on factory teams or on solid teams and solid programs that, that have test tracks and facilities, you know, whether they're in Florida at Baker's or, or 83 Compound or, or uh, you know, or in California on the test tracks. They have those facilities where they can work on, on their stuff. Um, so that, yeah, that's something that, you know, I, I, I'm working on improving for next year. It's just something that, again, I've, I've learned and, and, um, yeah, well, well, I'm pleased with the way that I handled it all this year. You know, it's not, it's not been, um, it's been a bit of a, a challenge. Obviously, Supercross is not easy, but I'm definitely um pleased with where we ended up. So we can now move on to outdoors and go into something that I, I know obviously a little more, um, and yeah, see, see how we go. And then next year, Supercross, we can reevaluate again.
1: I think um, I've said this to a few people. I think one of the things about your Supercross season that people don't like give you credit for, and it sounds like a wrong thing, it sounds like a weird thing to like boast about. But I feel like the fact that you didn't go to one LCQ is actually something quite like special. <laughs> like, like not because you're not because you should be in LCQs, but because even for, like, but like in the nine races you did, ten races you did, however many you did, like Dean was in like seventy million LCQs. <laughs> Barsha was in an LCQ in Salt Lake. Like, no matter how good you are, at some point, shit goes sideways and you end up in an LCQ. But even though you came in late, you didn't have experience, uh, all of this stuff, you still were so solid that you managed to avoid that every single time. And I feel like that is like, that alone is something that people should be talking about. And people aren't. And I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like that's a good thing.
0: Bah. Yeah, no, I, I, I got, um, you know, yeah, uh, people, well, i I didn't really even think about it until afterwards. And it's like, yeah, I, I mean, the way I looked at it, or the way I, not the way I looked at it, the way I had to look at it, um, was that whatever race I'm going to, I'm racing. I, I don't care who's in my race. I didn't even look at my, like, heat lineup. You know, some of the guys, like, look at their heat lineup and think, oh, this guy looks fast. I might be able to beat him, or I don't know. or this. Like, I didn't do any of that shit. It was just, I didn't care who was in my race. I was going to the, there's too many good guys to worry about who's good and who's not. They're, they're all good. So, I get to the gate, I race my race, I execute my plan as well as I can, and if I make it into the main event, do the heat race, I could have, I could have had a fantastic race being, leading the race or doing whatever I was doing and then your wheel break or or you crash or, I don't know, something happens, you get tense, you don't make it in or then you could go to the C Two and have a, crash on the star and come from last to fifth, but I have an amazing race, but still not make it in. You know, I would have still be happy with my performance if I performed well myself. I'm not I wasn't necessarily worried about the results. I'm just worried about my performance, you know. And that's even how it was in the main event. Like the main event, there there was certain times when I was I was racing as hard as I could and I got to the last five laps, maybe and I had to make a decision in my head of, of right, I'm I'm having to back it down a notch here, otherwise I feel like I'm getting a bit sketchy in the whoops or the rhythm sections, i and I really, really, really have to focus on hitting my marks and hitting my lines, and some guys passed me, like in, uh, in Salt Lake 1. Um, yeah, the, who was it? Savage and Barsha and Tomac got me. I, I was in 10th for a little bit, and then I was in 11th, and then and then, faster and Savaaggi got me, and maybe tickle anyway, a couple of them got me at the end, but it was like I couldn't even fight them off. It wasn't like I was even focused on fighting them off. I was just having to really control myself to focus on my marks, to hit my lines, to hit my marks, otherwise I could have been upside down on the concrete, you know and and it was like, okay, I still came away from there, going I performed as well as I could with the situation that i'm in with the 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 bike i've got the preparation i've had with everything i felt like i performed as well as i could have and and that i can take that and and learn and figure out how to improve whether it's with myself or with the bike with the team and which which we have done and um and then yeah we you know i I go into the next one but I, i had to just kind of i had to focus on that really i mean i'm gonna race you know, I'm, I want to race Supercross next year, and I'm I'm going to be going to be out there, and I'm sure there's going to be a race when I go to the FQ. I wasn't like scared of going to the FQ because to me, still a gate drop, it's still another race. So I don't know. Yeah, I just I just raced and I just raced each race as hard as I could. That was it.
1: Well, that's that's cracking insight. That is, you raced each race as hard as you could. That's fucking. I'm glad we're doing this podcast. I'm glad we're doing this podcast because people would have people would have been wondering. They really would have been wondering. But. Um, <laughs>
0: I mean, I know anything can go wrong. Like I know Dean's been in there, and I know, um, you know. I mean, my teammates—they—they, yeah—they they ruin a lot of them. So it's like you know, <laughs> it is what it is. It happen. It's like it's fucking. I don't know. That's what I mean, though. Happens, like it?
1: it's not like <laughs> like I feel like you're probably. I feel like you're probably not surprised that you did as well as you did results-wise. Like I feel like twelfths and thirteens was kind of where you thought you'd be with a hope to be in the top 10. But I feel like, yeah. are, you, are you surprised that everything went as smoothly as it did? Like, there were, okay, there was a crash in practice at Daytona, which was nothing, and then you got freezed. But apart from that, I feel like as far as the races go and actually on the track, everything went quite nice and like smooth with no real drama, which not a lot of Supercross rookies, I guess you can call you that, can say.
0: Yeah, but you've got to remember, I've got experience at racing. It's not. Yes, it's
1: yes, yes. But you're a four
0: fifty rookie. I, I, I Work with so. me here.
1: Work with me. Come on. Yeah, I
0: know. But I I I I know it sounds weird. and uh, I don't know. But, but I wanted to be a Clement de Salle. <laughs> I, I,
1: I did yeah. not think you were
0: gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, okay. So so Clement de Salle, I, I know obviously like he, he was in GP's always right up front, but he was fucking solid. Like him and Polan, I I, I learnt a lot from racing because they were both always there on the start, always made their life easy, were solid and strong. Maybe not the fastest all the time, but fuck me, they they always got results. And and it was like they were always there and you could count on them. And and my mindset was kind of a little bit like that. I wasn't erratic. I wasn't um you know, tr- trying to do anything silly. All I was trying to do was put myself in a good position, take the gaps and the opportunities where I could on the start and in the first few laps, put myself in a position, learn obviously as much as I could. But as soon as I started feeling like oh, I'm getting a little bit over my head here, then I would tone it down a notch. And still, with me toning it down a notch, it wasn't like I was slow. I was I was still around that, you know, whatever position that I. Ended up finishing 12, 13, 14, That was, you know, that, that, it wasn't like I was balls to the walls, like felt like I was riding absolutely on fire. It was solid work until I felt like I could get better and better and, and, and better and, and move forward. And then each week I'd start stepping up a little bit. So, yeah, that was kind of, I know, I know it sounds weird, but that's kind of like my mindset because I didn't want to do anything silly or to get like too erratic and even in the heat races it was like get a start put myself in a good position do what i need to do get ready for the main event like like it, it i not that i didn't care about anything else but i was there for the main event i'm not there just to qualify like i'm not there yeah you know, i mean at the beginning i mean even even throughout the end like obviously my team and the people that are around me are like oh it's great i'm in the main event like you know that is the goal for some of the people that I'm. I'm around. The goal is just to be in the main event. But I don't. Well, it sounds bad. But I don't care about practice. I don't care about qualifying. I don't care about the heat. Therapy. I only care about the main event because that's what scores points. I'm there to race. I'm not there to to just just get into the main event and then go. Oh, my job's done. I'm happy now. I just you know have a have a mosey about. I I turn on main event time. It's I do what I need to do to put myself in a position to to get the job done in all the other sessions, and that is basically learning, figuring the track out, figuring out a bit of racecraft in the heat, putting myself in a position to make my life easier, to get into into the main easy, try and give myself the best gate position, then I go to work. But that was, yeah, kind of my mindset with it, really.
1: Yeah, I remember actually, um, I remember we were talking before even the season started, like before you got injured before Houston. And I remember we were saying just that, that there are riders who are like, who are, they want to make the main and that's their main goal. So they focus on heat races. And then once they're in the main, it's like, oh, job is done. Like, okay, I've hit my target. And I remember even before Houston and before you crash and everything, we were saying that like, that is like, you are so far past that mindset. Even though I think people maybe thought you should be in that position where you just want to make mains you've kind of, you always were focused on mains and results and like, as you should be, like Clement de Salle would be your hero.
0: Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I mean, it, I just, I just took a lot from them, that they were, they were solid, solid people there each week and, all oh, right, I was solidly around that 12th, 13th place, which was, you know, I, it, it fine, I'm like, I mean, to be honest, I should be, I should be happy with despite like that tweet that someone put out or something, or something on Race Direct, it was yeah, like people probably didn't expect me to do as well as I did. Um, and you know, getting 12 is an accomplishment, I'm sure. But again, I'm I'm not like I'm not fucking pumped. Like, yeah, great, cool. I did a good job. I did a good job with what I've got and I made the best of the situation and it is my first year. But I'm not I'm not gonna be twelve next year. Don't don't worry about that. Like it's it's like, okay, we might get a couple of twelve and might be there, but it's like I'm I'm there. I, I figured out Supercross now. I mean, I'm not saying that i figured it out I've not completed it, you know, like JFM tweeting has completed it. But <laughs> I'm um I'm 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 a solid guy in the whoops. I can jump all the jumps like everyone else and I'm actually pretty handy at getting the sections down. I I can race. I can race any of that lot, um, inside the top ten. Okay, maybe Maybe not the, the top few are, are very, very good. It's going to take me a little bit more time to get in there, but I can be another few positions further up and keep going and keep progressing. And I feel like I eventually I, I will be on the podium in, in supercross. I am good at supercross and I fully believe that I am meant to be doing supercross. I am, I am good at it considering that I don't think there's many people you could just stick out of GPs and just sit on a supercross track and then actually, you know, do a season of, or do a lot of races, and not either splatter themselves, but also be solid each time. I'm, uh, I was there, and and I do feel like I there's a lot of room for me to in, improve and grow, and um, I believe that I'm, I'm pretty handy at it. So I think I think I'm going to be good by uh, by next year, and we'll keep keep progressing. Got to do some work, but you know that's what I'm here for. I love it.
1: The way, um, the way I described like the last couple of races is a uh, yeah, uh, 13th, 12th, like a good results, but the best thing about those races were that instead of being like the best of the rest, you were on the back of that like top 10 group. So rather than there being like the top 10 group and then a break and then you were the best of the rest, you could see 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, like you were with that group and racing with that group and then the jump from there to finishing actually in that eighth place, ninth place or whatever, really isn't that far, like you say.
0: Yeah, no, no, exactly. Yeah. It, it, I was, I was in a, tra- in a train with them on the last couple, and it was, um, I made some, made some steps forward, and, and I was definitely like right on the back of them. And speed-wise, I wasn't bad. It's just very intense, like 20-minute race. I mean, 20 minutes, you feel like it's not that long. I mean, from doing outwards, you think, oh, it's not, not long at all. Even doing a six minute heat race, you think, oh, it's not that long. but geez, it, it's intense. And, and that's why I think a bit of self-control had to come into it. Cause the, like I said, the whoops and the rhythm sections get, get to you as the race goes on. And, and it's learning how to deal with that. And like, even just down to switching lines, like when to switch lines, um, I kind of got stuck on my line and just stayed with that line and then that line goes away. But yet, when I watch the race back, it's like, oh, okay, Webb's in that line for the first seven minutes and then he switches lines and then he switches lines again and you're like, oh, okay, right. You know, I, I need to be more open to seeing the track change and being okay at switching lines. But when you're going into a whoop section, they're, yeah, they are kind of scary because you're going in there and you're like, yeah, they just look, they just look gnarly and you can easily just end up cartwheeling. Them if you, if you go in or do them a bit wrong. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm definitely learning and, um, and I'm happy with it and uh, making, making progress.
1: Well, um, how actually like uh, nervous or interested were you to see how your bike was at altitude? Because obviously you raced the Suzuki at Thunder Valley last year. So you've done an altitude race on the Suzuki. How much of like an unknown was it actually going into Salt Lake?
0: Yeah, I was I was pretty nervous to be honest because um, uh, there wasn't a lot more we could actually do because the so Thunder Valley the changes that we made for Thunder Valley were basically the same thing as what my supercross bike was in general anyway at normal altitude because that light and the bike up, frees it up, gives it a bit more aggression, gives it a bit more snap and this and that. Um, so that, they were the things that we kind of did anyway. And well, there wasn't, um, am I still there? Yeah, you're still here. Yeah. Yeah. Great I've one. Got 1%. I've got one percent. I've got one, hold on, let me take them out and then see if it messes it up.
1: All right. I'll um, just, I'll keep everyone entertained right. on the podcast. Just...
0: All right, stay there. No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm just I'm staying
1: here. People are going to enjoy right. this part of the podcast very much. <laughs>
0: right, I'm I'm here. Can you, all right, can you, is that fine? Yeah, it
1: sounds no different to before.
0: I don't think. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Because I'm yeah. All right, I'm gonna plug them in in case. So um, yeah, what we said about about uh, uh, altitude,
1: how the bike, how your supercross bike was basically the same as your Thunder Valley bike because you made it snappier.
0: Yeah. So I was like, geez, I don't know. We did practice day, and um. The bike felt really flat and was like, Bruh. and I was like, oh, geez, okay, right, we need a bigger two sprocket on the rear. But the issue was um, the sprocket we were running on the back was a, 50, it, well, by the end, was a 57. And um, yeah, that, that was a, uh, a, the sprocket was basically the same size as the wheel. <laughs> but it, it worked. It, it worked. It, it came out, it came out well, and it actually worked well. The team done a good job to get them even made. Um, because I've never seen a 57 sprocket before in my life. So, uh, so no, we, we, we ran that. Um, and then we just changed a little bit on mapping. but honestly, that was all we did. And, and it was, it was okay. You know, I mean, the bike was still down on power, but then I think everyone's kind of is, and there's not, yeah, and there's not much else we, we could do, but it was, it was competitive. It was fine. Well, it's competitive enough. Um, I was, yeah, I, I was fine. I didn't feel didn't feel too bad at all. It was definitely definitely weird racing up there because you you do feel Hey, do you know what actually happened to Jason Anderson in the the main event of Salt Lake City 2? Because some people said he got black flags, but then some people I did said get he black got flags. Sickness.
1: Jesus. No, I think yeah. it was just altitude sickness.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought, okay, maybe it's altitude sickness but that but even that is strange because the body does feel weird up there because you're like pushing so hard, it it's a it's a weird sort of it's a weird feeling. Um, definitely different to outdoors. Like outdoors at Thunder Valley, although Thunder Valley is is even higher, but you've got more room to breathe, it it's still it's still different. Salt Lake, yeah, at, at that altitude and that intensity, um, can mess you up. And obviously that that's what I thought happened to Jason Anderson, but then loads of people were Setting on online or whatever that he was getting black flagged. And I was like, really?
1: No, I'm well, for, if he I, got black flagged, it would be everywhere. Everyone would be yeah. going on
0: about it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Sure. Don't so know. Um, so yeah, that's that. Um, that, that um, I know. Uh, yeah, well, we we did. Yeah, we did. We did as well as we could.
1: So the fifty-seven tooth sprocket was basically a. It was a <laughs> shit. We need to do something. Let's try this. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I, I think I think our, my crew chief and the the, um, the guys had already figured that that's the, the direction we were going to go. So they had it. We didn't try it at first when we did the press day, um, but then we went through that. We went through that in the end because it, yeah, you, we needed it. It was the, the bike was definitely needed a bit more snap being up there, but um, but no, it worked. It, it worked, and and it was yeah, it was fine. On a uh...
1: Just to prove I'm not blowing smoke up your ass nonstop. What happened to your starts the last month? What what were we doing
0: on the starts? Were we? What were we up to? (laughs) Well, no, Atlanta. I actually got really good starts. So, so in Atlanta. Hold up! Hold up! No,
1: no, 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 no,
0: Atlanta. three? No, there was one race somewhere. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, Atlanta one. Atlanta won, basically whole shot. Nearly landed on ten rocks when I went off the heat race, and then in the main I was in like fifth or sixth. Um, so you said it again. I was, back. <laughs> I was right, right up the like up the start end with it, and it was good. So the issue with the start, so second or third Atlanta, one of them. But the issue with that is when you don't qualify so well in the heat race, like even if you get. Seventh in a heat race, like right? you go to the gate fourteenth. Literally, the rot after the gate are just completely hammered. Like they're they're not straight, they're they're bumpy, they're a bit of a mess. So like it makes a big difference getting a good qualifying position. So I actually had some good start positions, like I was next to Webb a few times, but my rot wasn't very good. So I came out the gate in in Atlanta in one of them, and it was that bumpy. I somehow I was in second gear obviously, but I somehow like as I was putting my foot on, shifted it down into neutral, went into neutral, nearly went over the bar and halfway down the start track, I was like, Oh geez, I'm at the back now. But but then I came forward. Then then in Salt Lake, I actually I actually got out so the last one, I got out all right in the heat race down the inside, like and, and snuck round the inside and was in in the the top view. Like I wasn't completely far out of it. And in the main, I was next to Webb and Malcolm again, and I actually got out, and I I ended up my bars were in front of Malcolm, but not in front of Webb, and Webb started shutting the door. So then Malcolm got back by me, but I was still in a pretty good position going around the first turn. But I tried to double onto, um, I double onto that little thing, whatever it was, and I, I must have hit a, like an edge or something. I slid out and just cased it, and then I was like. Yeah, I, otherwise I think I'd have been a few few places further up. But yeah, okay, they're not they weren't like top five starts. But I was, you know, I was there or thereabouts. But it's not honestly. It's the gates and the ruts are that deep and horrible. After it, it makes a big difference. If you qualify at the heat race in the top three and you're like top six, seven to the gate, you can get a decent gate. But apart from that, the ruts get so hammered. It yeah, this is another different thing about supercross because you after the gate, it's dead flat. It's smooth, perfect. Like everyone's very fair. Outdoors is different because you get to prep your own gate and and they still rip it after the gate a little bit. Whereas supercross is literally, they leave it all day and it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. So yeah, that was kind of it. Are you,
1: a, um, <laughs> are you a position over condition guy or a condition over position guy? Do you have any um, idea what I've just said?
0: Yeah. Was <laughs> it, who, who was it that said that? Was it Tad Reed or was it Carmichael? Or Carmichael. That said that yeah <laughs> so, so, someone said that to me the other day but um yeah it might be minute <laughs> but um I started going um it, it depends I used to, no not I used to I I'm normally a condition over position guy like I would normally go for the cleanest rut like I actually quite like sweeping the gate um coming from coming from wide um Get in around maybe guys that are not quite as good so that I know I can get the jump, get clear, and pin it into the first turn. But at the last few rounds of Supercross, I started, again, kind of almost doing it as preparation for the next year. Not that, like, I would have either had to been really far out and not that it would have made that much difference. I'd have probably came out in about a similar sort of spot. But I was like, right, I'm going to go next to Webb. I'm going to go next to Malcolm Stewart. I'm going to go in the middle of the good guys where people don't want to go. The reason they've left that gate is because they don't want to go there because it's either the gate's a bit far and you're going next to probably the best start. But the reason I I did start going next to them at the last few rounds was to learn a little bit and to almost see in, in my how I need to just focus on what I'm doing, not not worry about other people and just hit my marks, do my job, sneak around the inside, try a few different things in Supercross because, yeah, I, I the first few races when I was starting from wide, I was getting good starts against the guys that I'm out there wide with and then yeah. I was sweeping it in and it it looked great but yeah, I still ended up down the second straight probably, you know, where I would have even if I'd have gone down the inside. So I, I was kind of just just doing that for, again, one of those Clement de Salle reasons. It was like, you know, they would fucking stick it down the inside with them and, and, and Poland and, and I just wanted to be solid and strong and not like not be pushed around in there and just execute the start as well as I could and and get stuck into it. So I, I kinda went a bit like that because again it was it was, you know, something to learn and I had nothing to lose really, 'cause if I went wide I might have got a good start, but to be honest, I probably ended up in the same situation because the gate that I'd have had on was so bloody wide. Um, so I just, I thought, I'm going to go down inside with a good lock.
1: Very, um, very real part of the podcast here. Uh, I reckon your AirPods are probably charged to go back in your ears now. Why? Can you,
0: does it mess my, can you like... It just know, sounds a different. bit,
1: we're just, we're, your, your voice is fine, we just can hear a bit of knocking. I'm not sure what you're doing, I can just hear a bit of knocking. But your Airpo- AirPods charge quickly, so I reckon they're fine now.
0: Yeah, right. let, let me have a go, let me have a go.
1: Ooh, it's very exciting. It. We may edit this out of the podcast, or I may just leave it in. People want to hear the real Max Anstey. This is max. the real Max Anstey. There we go, they're
0: back in there. I don't know what I was knocking, because I don't... I think it was just, remember. like,
1: general noise.
0: I don't uh, know. Okay, yeah, well, they're in now. Charged up to the max. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh,
1: to the max. to the max. <laughs> that was almost the name of this podcast, to the max. <laughs> um, so, uh, 21st in the championship. Uh, two points out of twentieth. Like, who cares? I'm sure you don't really care if you finish twentieth or twenty first. However, Yay. there was money on the line. <laughs> um, yeah, the AMA only. Yeah, pay- like- the AMA only pay, don't they? Back to twentieth. Like, first to twentieth is what the AMA do. So you missed out by two points on AMA prize money, which is is what it is, I guess. But yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it
0: was ten grand, and I was told. So I was like, "Oh, that's a shame." But oh well, I'll make it back. Don't worry. I'll um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is what it is. Obviously, I'd have liked to have done the first segment. There's a lot of ifs and maybes and whatever, but it is what it is. It is I'm I'm happy with my first year. And I I'll get that. Um, I'll make it back. Don't you worry. I'll go and uh, go and get some good results, and uh, it will either come in on top of the salary for next year or uh, or in bonuses next year. Don't worry. Okay, I wasn't I wasn't worried
1: about you not making it back. I was just <laughs> like I didn't think you were now stuck in England. Jesus, I didn't think you needed that ten grand yeah. to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so Supercross as a whole. Let's do let's do this fun little game. Supercross as a whole. Supercross as a whole. Yeah. What was your favorite track that you did?
0: Favorite track? Um Ad- Atlanta the one the one where I crashed. Um, so, so you actually liked was...
1: Atlanta then? You thought the whole speedway thing was cool?
0: No, only the <laughs> one that I crashed because it rained. <laughs> um um, well, no, I, I did. I actually did. I thought it was. I thought it was very cool. I did think it was cool. I thought that my my bike needed some work for the second and third round. When it dried out, the the top lot were very very aggressive around there, and like were really sandy. And I felt like I was searching a bit for settings. But I, I guess probably most of them were anyway. And it was maybe just more of a confidence thing of of okay, I don't really know what my stuff's doing around here, but. The first one where I clashed, was um, was was cool, but but then again, it was more. It was cool because it was kind of wet and ruddy, and and it the pace got slowed down a little bit. So it was more. I don't know. It was just. I don't know. It was more a bit of me, I guess. Uh, but I I liked the last track. I I liked Salt Lake City too. I know I got a good result there, but I I felt like that was pretty cool. Cause again, it was wet and muddy in practice and then it dried out and, and got good by the end of it. But that felt like a, that felt the last race really felt like a real super crush. You know, it was full of fans. It was obviously for the championship, but it was under the light. It was dark. It was 1030 at night. It was cool. Like that really felt like, and I felt like I was relaxed in that environment. Then I felt like I belonged out there then. So, so that was, um, yeah, that was that was a good one. I I I guess either the last one or, or one of the Atlantas. Um but yeah.
1: So what if um if the calendar for next year comes out and there's a lot more of those speedway tracks, would you be pumped or disappointed or would you just really not care?
0: Doesn't really bother me. I've got to, got to, yeah, I'll do what I've got to do, but it, it won't be like that anyway. I've heard it's a full normal schedule next year. Um Anaheim everything uh every Saturday. No three in a week and no speedways apart from Daytona. That's what I got told last week. So I'm uh, I'm preparing. Well, I'm either way. It doesn't doesn't really bother me. I, I I I like I like it. It's been it's been great. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be a normal Supercross schedule next
1: year. Oh look at that! You're just breaking news on here.
0: What about Ooh. least favourite track?
1: <laughs> what was the track? One track this year that you thought was a bit meh.
0: Um. Um, 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 the first one well, in Orlando Orlando 2 that um, I did I didn't really like that one it got really hard pack and like a bit sketchy like not yeah that uh, that one wasn't that nice I don't know if that was purely because I wasn't really prepped for it but it, it was just yeah I didn't really feel like that track was that nice
1: oh okay so anything else you want to say about Supercross before we talk outdoors did you get in trouble um, at any point again? Or anything like that? I'm guessing not. You learnt your lesson?
0: No, um, a few people started to, um, you know, uh, I, I think realised that I, I was alright. Who was it that said something on race RaceRex the other day? Wasn't it Steve Mathis or something that um, said that he was wrong about... Well, well, I can't oh yeah, what he, he said, he he said, no, he said that, something,
1: he just said that he... He thought you would struggle more than you did, or something. Like, he was wrong. He was wrong that he thought that you were going to have it harder than you actually did. Because, true, I think a lot of people genuinely thought you would be in Brandon's position where you could make mains, and then, but some weeks you wouldn't. I I think most people, that was what most people thought was coming. And obviously, you were nowhere near that.
0: It's amazing, isn't it, how how people actually think Sweet Cross is hard. Like, actually That's going on Instagram. <laughs>
1: it's, it's amazing but, that people think Supercross is hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's like well, it, it's like half the time fucking when people see something, they're like, "Oh, I could have done this. I could have done that." Like, so yeah, Supercross is hard, but as well, I I know I have like I I know it's hard. I know I know it's I don't know. I I fucking won the, the Nations, I've I've won big races. I I'm I'm a like yeah I I. Become solid, a solid GP guy. I can still race. Like I know, I know what I'm doing. All right, I I, I'm confident in my technique on supercross, and I know that I still need to work on stuff. But purely just from a young age, I was I was pretty handy at supercross. So it's not like I just played around at supercross and thought I could do a few jumps. I know that people then maybe would think, oh yeah, he's thick. Like there's no chance you're going to ever be able to race then. But I knew deep down I was always technically very good, and I worked on. You know, I never did, and that's a random thing as well, I never did a practice moto, never, until I was over 18 years old. Like, I only did sections and what, jumps. in motocross, you mean? Or
1: in, in motocross.
0: Or in everything? In motocross. Oh, okay. In motocross, in supercross, in everything, like in riding a bike. I never went to the track and just did lack of motos. I was always doing skills and jumps and techniques so I guess I, I learned that at a young age. All right, my path has been in in world championship, um, but I still never lost that. So yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, supercross is very tough, and, and but I'm not like I don't feel obviously going into it. I didn't really know, and you can always doubt yourself. But now, um, yeah, I'm right. I, I got I got twelfth, like fantastic, but. I'm I'm going to be better at this. And I actually feel pretty motivated and confident and happy and and in in a good way. I don't know I don't know if it's not coming across that way, <laughs> but I feel like I feel like I'm I'm quite sure of myself going into next year's supercross season that I can I can keep progressing and I'm I'm going to be one of those guys. I'm going to be a a basher a, boss or a, a Blake Baggett, uh, uh, Savage or whoever it is, I'm gonna be racing with them guys and and mixing it up with them because that's you know what I came here to do. I, I didn't travel, I didn't set my life up halfway around the world to just make up the numbers. You know, I, I will figure it out, and and I felt like I figured it out as much as I I could this year, and I'm taking that into into next season. So yeah, I mean that's that's kind of I think that's where like maybe Steve Mathis or or the people that don't really know me would get a bit confused because they don't, they don't probably don't see me in in Europe of like anyone that's at the top of their game of of any sport works hard, trains hard. And and, but you're also, you're in that mindset of you're going to make it happen, whether it's, whether it's in GPs or, or, or what, and it's just figuring it out. And, and I'm enjoying the process of figuring it out for Supercross and I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure out, I'm not, I'm not here to, no, it sounds weird, but like I'm not. I didn't. I didn't go to race supercross just to like have mates and look cool. I'm like, I'm there to do a job because I feel like I'm good at it and I'm gonna perform. And and yeah, I, I guess that's that's the difference. I it's yeah, and I and I think that's where like if if they don't know me, you think oh yeah, he's just gonna go and race supercross and he's gonna have a hard time. And you know, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, fair enough. But I I'm I'm I don't expect it to be easy. I expect it to be hard, and I I expect there to be you know things that are going to be very difficult. But I I accept that and I work with it. I, I am actually really enjoying it. So that's yeah. That's I think my thought process on it. I think what you what
1: I think what you're trying to say is that you are used to being a podium contender, a top five contender, a win contender in GPS. So. If you thought you were going to go to America and struggle your ass off and be fighting for 22nd every week, you never would have done well, that because you would I have don't. just stayed in GPs yeah. and kept fighting for top fives and felt happy. So for you to even make the jump of going away from this place where you're a solid top five guy no matter what, uh, you had to have a little bit of confidence in yourself that you were going to get to that point because otherwise you'd, these podcasts would probably be very depressing.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, you, you you are right because at the end of the day, in in GPS, no one would have been surprised if I was in the top five or got a podium or or maybe won a moto or whatever. Okay, like I was never in a championship hunt um, for the years that I was here on on a 450, but I I was there or thereabouts, and I felt like I was constantly improving. And I was at a stage in my life where it was like, right, I I want to either go for that you know, to be inside that top three or to try and progress and, and then it was like looking at what teams and opportunities were available. But my mindset was always that. Like always my mindset of every year was I wanna win. That that's that's it. That's all I could be. You, you know, obviously it's a lot easier said than done and, and the GPs I've got a lot of respect for everyone that race GPs that are at the top level because they're all absolutely unbelievable at what they do. But when I looked at the teams and the the setup and, and also like I, I, it it was a yeah I mean a big part of it was riding supercross came quite natural to me. I know I know that I I can't like there's a difference between practicing supercross and riding around and and racing Cooper Webb and those guys, but yeah, riding supercross came quite natural to me. It was a bit like riding in the sand. So I figured with a bit of a bit of work, putting the same work ethic in that I do in in the GPS figuring out you know what I've got to learn, figuring out with to bike, getting a good group of people around me, all of that stuff, I can I can then progress to being a a contender or, you know, a, a, a guy that races with the best of the best in, in Supercross. And and that's my that's my goal, you know, I'm in the process of that right now. I've I've got my feet wet. I've I've been lucky enough to be given the opportunity to race Supercross and I've taken it with both hands and um with twisted T Suzuki and I've made the most of every race and every opportunity that I've had, and I'm going to take what I can learn and um, push that into next year so that I can be competitive. That's, yeah, I mean, that's my mindset. I mean, yeah, to be honest, that's kind of everyone that's any good's mindset, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, that's kind of it.
1: <laughs> so, uh,
0: so, <laughs> <laughs> outdoors. <laughs> um, I, 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 Did that sound bad? I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to make myself it was just quite, yeah, lo- it was I just quite long. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. I fucking waffled, didn't I? I, I was... Ch- I went on I Instagram. Not- <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, my God. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> I was trying... No, but I'm trying to, like, kind of get my point across, but I'm like, I don't want to sound like I'm just a big-headed idiot. No, everyone, everyone
1: knows ca- that you are that... At the end of the day, you are... Whether you're an American rider, a GP rider, a British championship rider, you are a... One of the best riders in the sport currently, and have been for the last eight years or whatever. So that's you have just got that mindset. No matter where you ride, no different. If you go and jump into the desert and try and do Dakar, you'll probably that'll be an even harder jump for you. But you'll probably still go there and be like, "Well, I want to do well because that's just what I'm programmed to do."
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, I, I'll stop waffling about it. Right, talk about <laughs> so I Don't bore everyone.
1: I, I, do, I tell you what, I do like these podcasts. These podcasts are very... I'm very glad we started doing these podcasts.
0: <laughs> well, I know. it just it, it was like that Mathis thing. Like, I know he, he said something before, and I'm like, I don't. honestly, I don't really know him. And I'm, I, I, I'm sure he's a nice bloke. He's but, a good... I like yeah, Mathis.
1: Just, he invites me on his shows. He's a great person.
0: Well, I do feel like the Americans... I do feel like you have to prove yourself to the Americans. Like, like that's the one thing that, like, even even at the moment, like, you know, call it silly season, as you will. Um, as we like will. In Europe, it, in Europe, like, I I I know everyone. I know all the teams. I know all the people because I've been there for so long. They're all like family or like, yeah, I don't know. I just know them. It's, it's, it's easy for me to go in there and talk to them. Whereas over here, I'm like, I don't know you know, the other people and, and, and things like that, whereas, and, and it's hard to kind of, whereas in Europe, I kind of had that, kind of, again, a silly thing, but like, I don't know if I had that respect or like I was, I was like, I was okay to go and do that. Whereas here, I feel like you need to earn that again. In Here, I'm saying I'm in England, but I mean in America. <laughs> um, you have to, uh, you, you have to, um, like, I have to start again. I feel like I am a, uh, you know, I'm I'm a rookie. I am starting again. I've got to kind of earn it, so that the people think, "Oh, yeah, no, he is he is all right. He is pretty handy." But I guess that's just an American mindset, really, really. And I guess it's just different because they probably don't watch GPS. You know, their whole life is America and Supercross, and it's not like us so as fans or as even Europeans racing GPS. We still watch all the Supercrosses, and we still respect and like have. You know, we still like watch all their races. It's like, oh, wow, that was awesome. That was amazing, this and that. and and, But I I find that some of these Americans, even like some of my teammates, they don't know who fucking half a GP field are. No, no, that's it. I'm talking about someone. I'm talking about someone, and they're like, they got no idea who I'm talking about. I'm like, literally on an outdoor track, this guy would wipe your ass and you have no idea who he is. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's just a weird... Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like everyone in Europe, <laughs>
1: every every GP rider knows who Tyler Bowers is, but not many American riders would know who who who, who would be the GP equivalent of Tyler Bowers. Like Strybox or Bobrachev. Yeah, like Bobrachev. Yeah, or, not many people would know who Bobrachev is.
0: Maybe they would because of even, his Honda days, but like, you know, now. No, but even even DeSalle or even... I mean, yeah, like it's it's funny. They they don't. Like they, they genuinely don't. Like my I've asked my teammates about this I'm talking about someone and they're like, Who's that? I'm like, uh 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 <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, uh Okay, mate, yeah, don't worry. Uh, I'm like talking about some battle that I've had or someone that I've been racing. I can't even remember what but it's like yeah, I mean I, don't, we, I don't even talking ch- about
1: Every G P rider is a oh. fan of Supercross. Every every G like every G P rider loves Supercross. That's just the way it is.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, it's weird. I it's it's a strange I was even talking about Conrad or something. I was like, oh Conrad um at Cullum or whatever and I was like, Oh I can't do well in outdoors over here and and like people have just no idea. It's like, like
1: what the hell is a Conrad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: they're like they're like, oh, yeah, Conrad News. yeah, no, no. It's like but it's just not not in like a in it's just that is just their mindset. Their mindset is they're in their bubble, and and that's it. You know, they're, they're, there's there's very few of them that break out, and and the ones that come to Europe do obviously it opens their eyes, and um and it's it, it's yeah it's, it's just different, I, I guess, and I guess that's the kind of same with a lot of the journalists and a lot of the media people because you know Supercross is such a big thing and it is amazing. It, Supercross is the coolest thing ever. Like, I love it. Uh, but I guess it just consumes the, the guys over here. And, and where, whereas, yeah, like you say, in Europe, everyone watches GPs. I, I go through my Instagram, and the day after the race, pretty much everyone on, on that I follow, that I raced against, or I raced against in, in GPs, whether it's 250s or 450s, they're all watching Supercross. And it's like, you go through the Americans' Instagrams when the GPs on, and none of them watching the GPs, apart from maybe Dean. He's about there, or maybe Ken. Roxon, Roxon and Dean will be about the only ones that are actually. Oh yeah, they're watching a GP from whatever, whatever it is. It's like no one else really Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's just funny in it. Yeah,
1: it's funny in it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> outdoors? Oh <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I started waffling again. All right, carry on. Let's, let's get this. Let's get this done.
1: Yeah. So we. Uh, outdoors is two and a half weeks away. And last weekend in May. I was telling someone this the other day. So you were good last year. You were solid. Loretta's obviously you almost really won weird. a moto. But I was like, and obviously you're on the same team this year. So not, it looks like not much has changed. So people think you'll be the same as you were last year. But I keep saying to people, last year you weren't 100% when you came in because of the Achilles and stuff. Last year it was your first races in America and on a Suzuki. So you had no data and everything. So now add in the fact that you're healthy, which is a big thing. And also you're going to go to Thunder Valley and be like, oh, we did this last year. Like, yeah. outdoors should be a lot more comfortable for you.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to outdoors. I can't remember what I was going to say. I, as you were talking, I had something really good. I was going to say it now. I can't remember it. <laughs> Wait, what did I say at the beginning?
1: What did I say? At the be- um, I can't remember. That you were good last year? Anything about
0: that? Oh, my God, it was something that you said at the beginning.
1: Um, I said to you, I said uh, everyone thinks you were solid last year, but then like you weren't very healthy. Yeah, it was, it
0: was before that. All I right. don't know. Well, great great um, podcast. Then my phone went off. Great podcast. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, um, I'm at Outdoors. Oh, yeah, three weeks away. You said two and a half weeks, it's yeah. two weeks tomorrow, just because I'm counting down the days because I feel like I'm sat in England not right. Really oh, um,
1: that's, that's the good but, thing uh, that you had to say, was <laughs> give us an exact countdown.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, um, so, no, it, it's, uh, no, but to be honest, my mindset was I, I could have a, a week off and it might actually be good for me, to be honest, because the Supercross has been very intense. Um, but going into outdoors, so yes, we've got the bike is is gonna be very similar, but a big thing that we have done is we went from Olin's to Shoah at the end of last year's outdoor championship. So I, I I've only I only did a couple of days of Showa testing right after the outdoors. But I got a pretty good setup straight away. So I'm excited, like the day that I get back, so we fly back Tuesday, I get we get back and get sorted out on Wednesday, and then I'm going to Glen Helen on Thursday. Well, that was the last place that I rode outdoors properly um, with my outdoor setup. So I, I'm interested to go back there because I, I felt really good there after the season with the, the new suspension and the kind of new setup. So we've got that. Um, I do know there's a couple of different things that they they wanted to test. Um, they're trying to get the bike lighter. Um, I think we've got some titanium bolts and parts to try and Make it a little bit lighter. I think the team have, have figured that out. So there's a few things that are um, that are gonna step up a little bit for outdoors, which will be good because yeah, my bike is very similar, was very similar for Supercross than last year's outdoor bike. So there's, there's a few. areas. I had a meeting with them after Salt Lake um, after the race, and, and we're talking about you know where I think we can we can step it up and improve. So yeah, hopefully we'll make some small gains, but yeah, going in, I know, I know majority of the track, I know Twisted Tea actually, our, uh, our main sponsor is actually sponsoring some of the outdoors, like five rounds of the outdoors I think, so, Ooh, so breaking like, news again do, yeah, I might get to do like press day at, it's not, this is all not confirmed and I don't, I don't know like 100% it's fine, that stuff, it's but fine it, um, it's, yeah, I don't want to get in trouble for saying something, it doesn't, doesn't actually happen, but I don't know. But I was told that, you know, I should be able to get press day on, on like Southwick and a few of the tracks I've not been to. I've not been to Southwick and Umadilla, but, um, what a name Umadilla! Um, I don't know. I because I almost fucked it up. Uh, I, I've not been to, to those two, but all the rest of them I've been to. So I know, I know what to expect. And yes, I am coming in there. Like, I feel Pretty fit now, like pretty strong after this supercross season. So I'm working on a few other bits. I've got to like tailor my training a little bit to a different dynamic for the outdoors. But I know what to expect. I, I've got a few weeks. Normally they only have two weeks, so I'm I'm happy to have a little bit longer than that. And and yeah, get get to work. I don't think it's not like it's not like it's a whole off season because it's not like I've been sat on the couch doing anything like so stuff doing nothing. I'm I'm like Sharp and ready from Supercross, so it's just switching that kind of feel to outdoors. But I don't think there's going to be too much to do. And and yeah, it's just getting getting a few solid motos and then and then see where we're at come the first race. But I think we're going to be I think we're going to be all right. I don't think um I'm looking forward to power to be honest because I I know exactly how that was the last round that we raced and I know how I felt and I didn't feel great. So I'm looking forward to going back there again and seeing if our setup has has improved so that yeah I can be a little bit more competitive there. Um, come May twenty ninth.
1: Are you? Um. I guess you're going to do the pre-season media ride day thing at Parlour before the first round.
0: Yeah, on Tuesday. Yeah. 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 That which will be quite good as well. Like it's it's good that I'm pretty sure outdoors is going to be much more normal. You know, with the whole COVID thing and fans and all that, and doing press days because last year we didn't get to do any. But it, yeah, it'll be um, it'll be good. I'm definitely um, and it's nice that it's Parlour because it's close to where we live and everything there. So it's yeah it, it's an easy one are you
1: so you're excited for outdoors then
0: yeah i am i am uh i am very excited for outdoors i'm i'm looking forward to it i i enjoyed it last year again like you said i know what to expect a little bit more it it's kind of yeah it's kind of weird that there's two seasons in one like it's It's weird that we've done one season now that season's over and now we get to start again and go into outdoors i'm i am looking forward to outdoors because i i i yeah i've missed uh having a good bomb round an outdoor track.
1: <laughs> before, so before we end this, do you want to do a couple of quick questions we got from the, from the fans, the people? Yep.
0: Good. Fire away. Because I was going
1: to do them anyway. At Studio Cap 5, I said that he basically wants Anstey merch. So what... Oh, can yeah. Is Anstey merch ever going to happen?
0: I don't know. We oh. might have to get... We um, might have to get Sean Ogden on that and, you know, um, get the boys um, to... No, I, I I don't have anything um, at the moment. It's it, it's one of those where I don't really um, I don't really know the answer to that question because I don't really know what to say because I don't know anyone and I don't really know how to make it happen in America. And like we change, like they give me number thirty four, and I don't want to make a load of stuff and then I'd be a different number next year.
1: That's a good point. So, actually. That is a good point. I,
0: I don't I don't really know. I have tried to um, ask a few people, but nothing ever really. Um, Nothing ever really happened. I think I tried it with, with Sean and Wes and their brother. They, we were going to do something. Um, but it, it just never seems to really materialize. So it's yeah, but quite, now you're an American rider.
1: People want, like, you're American now. This is like, merch in America is way bigger.
0: Like, yeah. No, I, I, I think it's, it's something that I will have to work on. And I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to work on that, yeah, because... Uh, yeah, a few people have asked. I didn't think it was going to be that much of a big deal. I didn't think anyone wanted any of my stuff. So um, oh, no, <laughs> so, <yeah>. no. <laughs> um, I, I will. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. I'll, that's that's how I'll leave that one.
1: At um, LAX, defense coach said, "What's been the biggest obst? What has been the biggest obstacle going from factory level teams to a younger team, a younger satellite team?
0: Because um, obviously, Hep is still quite
1: obstacle.
0: new. Yeah." um... I thought it were going to say what's been the biggest obstacles on the track? And I was going to say whoops.
1: No, that'd be quite but, a boring question.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, biggest obstacles in terms of teams? Um, uh, probably, uh, probably something that's been tough this year, which I did touch on, was the training facilities, the track. Um, I feel like the, the top teams have, all have their own test tracks and facilities, whereas, whereas that's something that, that yeah, we, we didn't. we we don't seem to have for for the Supercross in Southern California. Like my team do have a track, but again, it's quite far away. Most of the facilities are all around the Corona area and that's kind of where everyone is kind of based. So that, that is one point, but again, that can be worked on and, and you know, we're, yeah, we can figure that out. So I, I guess probably that, I mean, obviously I know that's different in, in Europe, but, um, the structure and, and things of being on, being on a factory team in, in Europe is kind of the same still with like where they rent the tracks out. You get to do your testing at this place at that place when there's no one there or whatever. So it, it's kind of, that's kind of still the same thing but I, I I guess, I guess probably, probably just that, you know, obviously there's, there's advantages and disadvantages. There's a lot less to test because there is just a lot less stuff, you know, it's it's, um, You know, when you're on a factory, you've got a million different things to do, a million different things, and um, you can constantly. When you want something, it happens straight away. Whereas, yeah, we know that we want to improve in certain areas, but it's just getting the part to 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 do that and and trying to you know, yeah, try to get. I mean, even even down to the factors. My my team they they went to JGR when we were in Atlanta to try and get some of their. um, some of their bits because you know they they were the factory team, but they I, I I don't know um you know they didn't get and they didn't end up getting what they wanted and and it wasn't like the stuff that they thought they were going to get and you know little little bits and pieces like that even even down to brakes you know like getting factory brakes would help because I'd be able to stop a bit quicker and something that we're working on you know it, it so I I guess it's just the general thing things but um you know there's also there's also positives i suppose with with my guys uh you know I, I i get on well with them and and i you know we can kind of ooh i have a bit more say in things you know when you're on a factory team you don't really get any say in it it's just this is what it is you know get on with it and, and deal with it but you know pluses and minuses with, with each one so i'm uh yeah that, that's probably been the obstacles, i guess the um, normal stuff
1: the rest of the questions are all about next year, but obviously, who knows? Uh, can't we really say much? But you, your contract is up at the end of this year, so at some point, you are going to have to sign a deal at some point, but right now, like, you can't. Who knows? Yeah.
0: Yeah, at the end of the day, it, it, I, I haven't... Um, I just literally started, started talking. At the end of the day, I, I think the American teams want to know can I ride Supercross? And I guess now I've proved that I can. And like you said, I've got in all the main events and yeah, whatever. I'm uh, I, I'm there to race. So yeah, I, I'm I'm now I'm now in that process. Um, I guess of doing that. I mean, I'm focused on outdoors. I've got a good, a really good agent manager, uh, Jimmy Button, who um, who is taking care of all that side of things. But yeah, no, no, it's still early for next year. I mean, I don't even know. Um, there's still like Tomac's still got to figure his stuff out, at Anderson. there's still a few more dominoes that have got to fall. Uh, you know, before before we start seeing what what lines up, but I'm I'm you know I'm I'm happy with with where I'm at, and we'll see what we'll see what comes up. You know, I'm I'm happy with my program for outdoors and going into Supercross next year. We will we shall see. Uh,
1: my final proper question is: Could you repeat your dogs' full names for us again?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, you've got Mufasa, Stanley, Pomdu. Bartholomew Gareth Keanu Percival and C, and Mimi Gigi Bella obviously oh Mimi's got yeah. a lot shorter name yeah well she's younger isn't she oh I didn't um, I didn't realise you she picked up, up middle
1: name yeah, I didn't I didn't realise yeah you, like as you got older you picked up more middle yeah, names yeah no
0: no you do you she's younger and she's more of a princess you know and she she does her like you know she does her dancing you know, and, her, and her stuff like that and she's <laughs> just amazing and um, yeah so Moo so I started picking out middle names for him I was actually at Lacapelle Marival the fucking French international and we were on Pompidou Road and I was like what random name that'd be a funny name for me for his middle name so I I I his first middle name his first middle name was Mufasta Pompidou and then I just picked up random ones as we went along like you know as we go he just his name just grew and you know like I mean a lot of the things are actually named after him but you know he just doesn't like to take credit for it you know like even even like astronauts and stuff we saw them in in Orlando the other day and, and like you know he, he was actually there it was just it's just a tough one that, you know he just doesn't want to take credit for it so you know it's just amazing yeah it's just just amazing uh, you know proud proud dad that I am
1: <laughs> I just think it's amazing that a dog is getting to live my dream and move to
0: America <laughs> But it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. fine. He's, he's, a, he's a human-shaped dog.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs> no, dog dog-shaped human. I mean, dog-shaped human. That's actually a good point. The other one
1: made no sense at
0: all. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I feel like I feel like we've gone a little bit random now. I don't know if people. Yeah. Have, well, your fi- have you got any final thoughts? Um. I don't know. Not any, really? Anything you got? Um, anything? <laughs> any final thoughts before we close down? It's, it's like when it's like when you you're doing an interview on the podium at a club race. And I'm like, is there anyone you'd like to thank? <laughs> um, my mum and dad and my brother. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no, nothing really. Would um, you like to thank for, thank
1: for people for listening and for their support?
0: Oh yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. Fantastic. Cheers. Keep, keep subscribing. Okay, like, please. hit the like button
1: and what, um, whatever has to do. And um, Max is very sorry that his vlogs have have really slowed down, but. You just can't get a start. Oh yeah. So
0: if anyone, if anyone's got any questions about that, Millie's laptop did break. I, she's only got a MacBook Air, and it, the vlogs seemed to like clog it up. Now I'm not, you know, into it that much, but she, um, yeah, the laptop. She tried getting external hard drive, deleting load of stuff, and it still wouldn't work. She finally got that Lans one the other day, but it just randomly cut out halfway through what I was saying at the end of it. But she'd already put it up, so she's like, I don't really know whether I can delete it now. There was one from Salt Lake City, but she can't literally load it. So I don't know if I'm going to have to invest in a uh, MacBook Pro to uh, do the vlogs, but I didn't realize it was going to you know, cause so much aggro with the, with the laptops when we started. <laughs> but we'll work on that.
1: That's, that's good. That's a great way to end. Right. So <laughs> thanks to you for doing episode two. Thanks to the people for listening. The first one actually did go really well. I was surprised how many people we're like keen for this monthly podcast. So I'm actually, the oh, exciting thing is next episode, we get to do your GP predictions. So that's exciting.
0: Mm.
1: And then I'm, I'm looking forward to the off season because when there's nothing to talk about, we can talk about like the old days, like CLS and yeah. stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to that as well. But anyway, thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to you for doing it. And we will be back after parlor I guess.
0: Yeah, there's no point doing one before parlor. We will be back after parlor with episode three. See ya. Cheers, guys. See ya.